Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Ryan Podcast, where everybody's Matt Ryan. My name's Matt Ryan. Today, I'm joined by Matt Ryan. Say hello, Matt Ryan. What up? I'm also joined today by Matt Ryan. Say hi, Matt Ryan. Hi, Matt Ryan. And lastly, to round out the group, I'm also joined by Matt Ryan. Say hi, Matt Ryan. Hi, Matt Ryan. Dana said I could come out record today. He said I don't got to pick up apples with my mouth from the trees. (laughs) Wait, pick. (laughs) Whenever the apples fall from the tree, as says Newton's law of physics, I got to go down, bend over, feet on the ground, and pick them up with my mouth. That's what daddy said. It's bobbing bobbing for apples, but no water. And I'm just kind of there. Did you? The coach told me that I had to start doing a podcast for his profit because I said fuck on the sideline on Sunday. <laughs> everyone should go. Speaking of Matt Ryan, everyone should go on Twitter and find the the video of Matt Ryan mic'd up for the Cleveland game where some dude voiced it over and he was like, <laughs> he was like, fuck, he was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, and then he grabs, he's like, gimme. <laughs> I, I think the best mic'd up this week was still uh, Quentin Nelson screaming whenever he comes off oh the god. line. <laughs> oh my god. Alright guys, well, before we get into that, we're going to start with the only weekly Matt Ryan news segment you need to care about. It's the Matt Ryan Report. let's all right hold up let's explain um so uh justin has a 150 dollar football pole riding on the result oh my god he almost caught that of of the uh he almost caught that he double caught look at that he almost caught it he's got 150 dollars riding on the result of the niners giants game he chose the giants plus three they are currently losing 20 to 23 with a minute 35 left second down to 10 it's at the 35 yard line eli manning's in the shotgun Four receiver set, one tight end to the near side. Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Just commentate it. Go. Yeah, I'm going to commentate it. Eli Manning drops back, looking to his right. There's a flag on the play. Or a timeout taken. As there has been the past six plays. There has been a flag the past like six plays. The Giants' whole drive has been San Francisco miscues. They went... uh, I'm sorry, I'm your Jason Witten. No, no, you're good. (laughs) They They went like false start. Defensive holding, offensive holding, defensive pass interference the last four plays. Oh, wait, I can be booger. I'm on the side. You can't be doing that, man. You make those kind of mistakes at this point in the game, and you're going to lose. Look at my fingers. They're crooked. Wait, is he the one with crooked fingers? Booger McFarland? I don't think he is. They're getting ready to kick that field goal going to overtime, and it's going to make me even crazier. (laughs) Nah, man, I think that – I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they've gotten pretty far. (laughs) Guys, we're recording a podcast right now. We are, but this is important. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta just keep this going. Kuiper's gonna commentate as the plays happen. We're we just gonna, we're gonna, gonna name the out this view for the jubby. It's a three receiver set, one tight end. There's another timeout. This one, I don't know what's going on. I don't have audio, so I can't tell. No, there's, there's something going on with the refs. There's a referee. Uh, I think he's signaling. I think he's signaling timeout. Oh, wait, they were just resetting the ball. No worries. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Okay. I was wrong as I yeah, usually why am. Why did they have to reset the ball? That's so weird. Why did somebody fucked oh, up? They they had to they had to push the play clock back up. Ew. It started running. It was at 15 seconds. 
Now it's running at 24 seconds. Eli Manning, point net, Ruben Foster. Oh, never mind. He's hurt. Odo Beckham Jr. at the top of your screen. Evan Ingram in the slot. Eli looking towards Odell. He's going to complete the pass over to Saquon Barkley at the middle of the field. He's past the 20, past the 15, up to the 10. Oh, hurdles a guy out at the 12-yard line. Man, when you you jump over a guy like that, you get some air and you make some extra yardage. Oh, my God, it's happening. Saquon's going to punch the shit in. Big play for Saquon Barkley. Now, here's a guy. (laughs) Now, here's a guy with those strong legs. He's able to jump over her and one of those guys. What a talented young back. He's going to make a bar in this league. That was a good play there by Eli Manning looking off the safety, trying to look over an Odell Beckham Jr., and instead he throws the check down over to St. Juan Barkley. Who would he get a guess? wonderful cut. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Made sure he got out of bounds, stopped the clock, puts the Giants in a great position to win this game. All right, Eli Manning again. Saquon Barkley in the backfield. They have one timeout, 127 left. Eli Manning dropping back again, looking to his right. Pass is completed over to Evan Ingram. He is short, one yard short of the first down. It is second down and one at, I believe, the, what, four-yard line. This is when you keep me sneak it, Jim. This is when you keep me sneak it. Evan Ingram with a big game. That was me being Tony Romo tonight. trying to make a call. <laughs> Tony Romo. <laughs> He's going to line up right here. <laughs> and do you see the way the safeties lined up over here, here, and here? You can see what they're going to call tonight. All right, no timeout taken. 58 seconds left. Second down and one at the four-yard line. Eli Manning dropping back. Going to throw for the touchdown. Yeah! Oh, my God. The touchdown. Looked like only one foot down. Eli Manning, look at He got a butt in. Sterling yeah, Shepard with the go-ahead that. touchdown. One cheek is two feet, my friend. <laughs> Skying up, one foot down, elbow oh, down. He's good. Butt he's cheek good. down. Yeah, he's very good. He's in. Your host, Justin Cutlip, $150 richer nah, right nah, here. Nick Mullins has a minute 12. No, he's got less than 50 he's seconds. Got, He's got 52 seconds. Oh, he's got 52 Nick seconds. Mullins has 52, 52 seconds, seconds. One time. Speaking of Nick Mullins, Here. shout out to our good friend Tom Michonne for uh, being our latest Patreon. He is a San Francisco 49ers fan. Yeah, I know this has gone really off the rails for the Jubby. It's fine. This is an exciting moment. Um, yes, we might as well just talk about Nick Mullins real quick while they're getting ready to kick this back. We're just going to commentate and talk about the rest of the game here before we start the Jubby. I know it's kind of weird. I'm sorry, guys, but this is fun. Uh, this is what happens when Nick Matt Ryan opens a podcast. If Nick Mullins right. keeps up what he's doing right now, he's doing with Jimmy Garoppolo what Jimmy Garoppolo did with Tom Brady. Tuh. I don't know about that. <laughs> Dude, Nick Mullins of... will not be on this roster if he <laughs> No, he won't. He will be traded. Yeah, to the to the New York Giants. Ooh, that'd be dope. Oh shit. Yeah, this is what I was thinking about today. Man, but he's about to like, lose. Because I was watching him play and he's like, man, he's been doing really well. He's still looking really good. He's He's looking like a really good pocket passer. It's funny enough, that's what Eli Manning was. Eli Manning had 69 yards on that drive. Nice! He, he no, and Mc, he completed, not only did Mc, Nick Mullins six, look like a good pocket passer. He completed passer. six of nine as well. Very nice. <laughs> Very, that's a double nice. Um, so, <coughs> just the enthusiasm that Mullins has when he comes to the line and in between plays and trying. The two-minute warning before halftime when he was, like, helping his own linemen up and trying to get him down the field and urging the guys. Like, that kind of passion that he has for the game and how he's actually been efficient again. Is it um? Is it more of a... This was what I was going to talk about when it, when we were going to discuss Nick Mullins. Uh, is it a testament to Kyle Shanahan and how good he is as far as, like, getting think, his quarterbacks ready? Or, I guess it could be both at the same time. Is it also an indictment on C.J. Beathard? Because they couldn't do anything with C.J. Beathard. Both. Because, like, they couldn't do anything with C.J. Beathard, but they still had moments where he, like, 
had good plays or open receivers mm-hmm. and shit. And a lot of that comes from HC. HC. That HC, baby. I'm going to go over this. I think they're probably going to go to, like, they might go to commercial before. Uh... I doubt that. No, I think they're going to ride it out. That was a really, no, good. That was a really good out route run by Sterling yeah, Shepard on the touchdown. Here you go. Go ahead, Kuiper. Here we go. Nick Mullins in the shotgun motion. Man is Kittle coming up to the near side. Mullins drops back looking deep. Pressure's going to get to him. Almost gets the oh. ball intercepted by one of the DBs of the Giants. You can't make that kind of throw. Putting his hands underneath his chin. A little bit upset that he couldn't come up with that interception. There is a flag on the play. Oh, they're moving up the field. Roughing the passer. Oh, that's a killer. You can't rough the passer, man. You can't take him to the ground like that. Number 59, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Carter. I mentioned that the pass rush almost got in there in time a little was, bit too late. Yeah, Ooh, that, that was, was a that big was a little, little too obvious. You got to wrap around him at this big point. Hit. little too obvious. Come up right around the neck of Nick Mullins and just driving him into the ground. Didn't put his body weight on him, but didn't really need to. He was... Put them that hard. They were both the in the motion of doing everything at the yeah. same time. Yeah, it's once again those a lot of those calls get sketchy this year, but there's Kittle, not much you can born, do. Born, Goodwin, and Trent Taylor all out there. Three receiver set for Nick Mullins. Again, motion comes born. Nick Mullins drops a pass complete over the middle. Short of the first down. It's gonna be second down. Tick, 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 tick. San Francisco, one timeout, thirty seven seconds on the clock. They're gonna get up to the line quickly here. Thirty two seconds on the clock. Nick Mullins takes the snap, looking to the middle of it again, and there's a flag. Uh-oh. False, False start. This is a 10-second ten, ten runoff. They have to use their timeout here. Yeah, they're going to have to use a timeout inside two minutes. An offensive penalty results in a 10-second runoff. Corey's favorite rule in professional football. Play the game for 60 minutes. Play. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I agree. I Actually, I, I do agree. We will see what the 49ers elect to do here. Do they choose to take their timeout? you got to assume they're going to take the timeout here. To avoid the 10-second run-up, that would leave only 22 seconds on the clock. They do elect to take that timeout. Kyle Shanahan does not look happy. No, I don't that, that This makes it look infinitely worse for the Niners right now. They, uh, they're they about midfield, 32 seconds left to make for a touchdown. They have to get a touchdown to win. It's going to be rough. Second down and nine, 34 seconds on the clock. What the hell are we going to name this episode? we got to name it like... we got to name it about something we're doing about this. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. It'll come to us. Fad, fad pod commentates <laughs> or something like that. Use check checking in at running back. It had been Matt Breida in there for the majority of this drive again. Nick Mullins, second down and nine, drops back. Looking, look, all the time in the world. Going to complete the pass over the middle, up past the 50 to the 46-yard line. They have no timeouts, only 25 seconds. They got to rush up to the line and get the spike off. That was a bad decision there. That was a bad decision. They had to use their timeout on that clock. Now they have to clock the ball. They're going to have 17 seconds left, and they're just on the pass side of the 50. I don't really like that throw by Nick Mullins. What do you think, Kuiper? Oh, I didn't expect you to go to me at all. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I mean, you You got to go to the sideline there, and if nothing's open, you got to take it. You either got to throw that away, throw it down at his feet, or go out a uh, – out towards the sideline to get out of bounds. You only have 18 seconds left. And, and I'm don't... telling you, he took way too long to throw that pass, too, and he made the bad decision right there. I think that's his young his young bloodness coming into play. Trying, He wanted to make a play so bad. He took – I know he had all the time. That, oh, I'm sorry. They're getting lined up again. We'll take that back. Hold that thought. Three receivers set. Nick Mullins, again, lots of time. Going to heave it down the field and caught up close oh, to the 20-yard no! line. That's Marquise Goodwin going to be down at the 10-yard line. Eight, eight, eight seconds, seven, seven seconds. seconds. They're not six. letting him get up. They got to get the spike up. That's smart defense by the Giants. They're going to get the spike up in time with just one second left. They're going to get the spike with one oh, second oh left at the 20-yard line. 
Nick Mullins, Joe Montana, who he's the best quarterback <laughs> in San Francisco 49er history. What? Man, that was that was a heads up play by the Giants defender trying to keep Goodwin on the ground, but you can't keep that man down. He should be pulled up his arm, showed him his tattoo, and said, "What do you think about that?" Got to be okay. a little- hot take. Uh, Nick Mullins throw to the middle of the field the play before was a better play than Marquise Goodwin tried to extend that play. Yes, 100%. also true. No, 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 I agree with that. He should have just gone down. Yep, Marquise right, Goodwin play of the game. should have given himself up. Last play of the game. The Giants are going to use their last time out here. Ball on the 21. Jubby's Tyco drum set on the line. <laughs> These teams have absolutely no idea who Justin is, nor do most of them know what a Tyco drum set is. But I sure as fuck do, don't I? <laughs> I thought you were going to use your first winnings on a uh, jersey. I won twice. I already first, won $100. All right, real quick, before we, before we continue see, this. This will be my second win. Real quick. For another 150 Before we continue this, bro- are we allowed to do this? <laughs> Too late? Oh, man. Fair use. Fair use. We're not technically making any money off it. I'll say it, it'll fly. We're Plus, also not rebroadcasting the game. Right. Yeah, no, we're just we're talking, talking about, the game. about the game. We're just talking about it. We're just talking about the game, guys. That's all we're doing. Just talking about the game. Yeah, we're just talking about the game. Second oh my down God, and 10. Blitzing. They did bring the blitz, and they almost get two Nick Mullins in the passes over the end zone. Yay! Justin! Jumpy gets $250. <laughs> Wait, what's going? Oh, oh no! Oh no! How are you gonna call that? There's a flag. Hold on, oh, it's holding on the, the offense. Game the game oh. is over. Jumpy, just I was like, how the hell are you gonna call defensive pass interference on the sports last play of the legal. game? I could talk about this, even though I've been sports betting for a while now. Entertainment purposes only. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just in case you're, just got, in case uh, you're listening to this from New Jersey. One hundred and fifty dollars right. this week off of sports betting. Only put fifteen in. 250 out pretty good jubby doing good with that sports betting shit last week i was only one game off of getting another hundred dollars i fucked myself this week doing very well i for myself out of a hundred for the for the very very now legal sports betting okay and now now we can finally do the jubby report yeah i already did play the song i'm not gonna play it again but uh God, I hope we don't get for in this trouble week's, for doing that. Yeah, if we, if we do, I'll cut the, it out. The five people that listen to the well, show. Worst, really worst happens if, if we get in trouble for it, I cut it out. That's true. And re-upload it. Anyway. How can you get in trouble for it? All right. Hey, man. This week's theme on the Jubbly Report is one word. It's Trina. Trina? Everybody's Trina this week. Let me tell you why. The Bills aren't trying to fuck with Nathan Peterman anymore as he was let go this afternoon by the organization. Hey, Nate. If you're listening, I have a proposition for you. Come join us on Football After Dark. We'll, na- we'll rename our podcast to the Nathan Peterman Podcast, and we'll ask you every week about how much you fucked up. The end of an era, my boys. The memes are dead. Bills might actually win games now. They didn't, honest, I'm going to be dead honest, like, the Jets are shit, but they did not look that bad. With Matt Barkley. Right. Well, the Bills have a good defense. They still have LaShawn McCoy. They just need to... They just need to get. They just need somebody who wasn't going to turn the ball over four times a game. Right. Yeah. His final his final career stats, assuming nobody picks him up and plays him ever again. Oh God! Read it off. Fifty two point three percent completion percentage, three touchdowns to twelve interceptions. He ended with a thirty two and a half thirty two and a half passer rating, which is worse than spiking the ball on every player your career. <laughs> How's that worse than spiking the ball? The interceptions. The interceptions kill oh, you, yeah. That, that'll kill okay. your QBR. Interceptions are worse than incompletions. That's right. funny. Anyway, moving on. 
Because apparently they're trying to sign players that used to be good right now. The Saints have signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal. What happened to Desmond is unfortunate. Honestly, like they don't have many options, but it's not as good of a replacement. I like Brandon Marshall. He's okay, but he's old. He's a vet. He's what they need, I guess. It'll help out. They're, they're just having problems with wide receiver right now, so you just need bodies. They have nobody. Yeah, they just they need a body. Michael Thomas, that's it. Yeah. So, getting him on the field, he's probably even not going to catch is, that many passes. Even but. though if Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the league right now. I, I 100% agree. Oh, yeah, for sure. Him or Thielen. They, I, I, don't say, hide that they're going to Michael Thomas every play, and he still catches the ball. It's true. It took Thielen 20 more targets to get as many receptions as Michael That's Thomas. True. I also think that Michael Thomas, like, Michael Thomas has the benefit that he doesn't really need to run very fast because, like, Drew Brees just hands him the ball from 20 yards away pretty much because of how accurate he is. It's kind of insane. Right. So Michael Thomas can just, like, run in, like, in routes and, like, slants and just, like, jog. It's and amazing. Just, like, put, like, and just put his hands, like, right here and the ball just... It probably, it probably doesn't even hurt. This isn't going to be the last time we talk about Michael Thomas today. No, we're going to talk fine. about him more soon. Aaron Donald was fucking trying, huh? After the Rams-Seahawks game on Sunday. During the game, he got into a scuffle with Justin Britt. And then after the game, ran up to him trying to fucking tussle. So, Ooh, I have happened. yet another proposition. Let's settle it in the ring, fellas! I'm calling for a fucking cage match! I would take Aaron Donald 100%. Me too, but <laughs> we, would have to, we would have to commentate it. Is Aaron Donald new, Sue? Ooh, that's an... In- well, no, this is his first real time that he's ever really gotten into it with No, somebody. because he's been ejected and shit before for fighting. Has he been ejected? Yeah. Well, he got ejected for, uh... It was a while ago. I think it was against the Packers, actually. There was a game. He got game. ejected from a game. Yeah, there was a... Two years ago, uh, first game of the season against the 49ers. He got ejected. It's... Them Los Angeles defensive personalities, they're gonna come back to bite him in the ass. No, I don't think so. What do you mean? They've they already bitten him in the ass once when they lost to the Saints. And Marcus Peters turned out to be a a, sy- a system guy, <laughs> apparently. <Wow. laughs> oh my god, a Bob Sutton system guy. That's yeah. horrible. He's a oh, Bob man. Sutton system guy. Oh, that's bad. That's a fate worse than death. <laughs> he's, been, he's already been canceled once this year. Oh my god. The Bengals are definitely not trying to with defensive coordinator Terrell Austin anymore. He was fired by the organization. The Bengals also reportedly have a new hire, one Hugh Jackson. As an assistant coach. At least he's not sitting in that chair anymore, guys. Corey, right now, is proceeding to take... We're not joking. One shot. He has taken six... So far, he's taken three shots of Jose Cuervo. He has three more lined up. He needs a chaser. He needs a chaser. Getting that bottle of water. So... Corey the is taking a strong play right there. What you want to do is chase that down so you can keep going. You know Back they practice kite. that all week. <laughs> we had last week with Matt uh, talking about how he was at a Chiefs game. Corey went to the Corey drove all the way down to Cincinnati to watch the Saints play. So uh, it was good. You all right there? Yep. You got two left. I have faith in you. One left. The last one's in a boot. <laughs> The Crown Royal boot. It's pretty cool, actually. The Crown Royal boot. Do you get all these from your house? Yeah, they were my mom's. One was... I have it here. Uh, Never had a... Never got a bad (laughs) blowjob. 
That was my mom's shot glass. <laughs> Amazing. What's, what's this? I one love your mom. <laughs> what's this one say? Don't drink and drive or something like that. Oh, when when you drive, don't drink. <laughs> Which is false because and it's it's a golf guy. Which is false because that's the only thing you're supposed to do when you're golfing is drink. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, so Terrell Austin not trying to. Who else is trying to? Uh, Jalen Ramsey's fucking trying to. Well, not trying to, and he's not trying to with Jags fans. He put up a pretty cryptic tweet, which seems to reference his time with the Jags during a really bad season. Quote, when I'm gone, y'all are going to miss me. I ain't even tripping. LOL. I, I, that pretty sure, from what I perceive that as, that's towards Jags fans. They're, they're yeah. angry, and they're kind of ripping into him right that's now. That's towards Jags, Jags fans. He's not trying to with them right now, and I, I don't blame him. He's still very talented. Don't don't get it wrong. Don't get their bad season wrong. Oh no, he still is extremely. He's still very very good. Right. It's just having a bad year. Yeah, it's having a bad year. It happens. Jared Goff was really fucking trying it with Halle Berry this weekend. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I'm going after he called an audible called Halle Berry. She took to Twitter and asked him what that meant. His response: "Quote, it's my favorite play ever." The best part, though, is directly underneath in the yes, replies yes, where yes. Todd Gurley calls him a thought. <laughs> I, did you see his reply? Oh, my God. It was the greatest thing in the it's world. Amazing. What a great team they are. They are. They're, they're, so, like, so, they're like so self-aware. It's so funny. It's great. It's my favorite play. <laughs> Todd calls him a thought. <laughs> it's so good. so good, dude. An unnamed veteran on the Raiders is trying to get the fuck out of there after they were heard screaming, quote, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> In the locker room after the loss on Sunday. This whole thing with the Raiders is as funny and amazing as it is sad. Gruden has pushed the button effectively. People want to get out. Jordy Nelson, he forced Jordy Nelson to retire. Sadness. Ugh. Wait, he did? Yeah, Jordy Nelson retired. Yeah. That's the oh. that's the last thing. Jordy Nelson was not trying it with the Raiders anymore. He retired. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I might get. I might actually cop a Jordy Nelson Packers jersey because they're on sale for like fifty bucks, mm. and I have a twenty five percent off coupon. And I got this extra money. Might scoop two jerseys. Is it? Isn't it weird that like My boy. after every single I game, love him. I don't care. After every single game, John Green Packers comes resign out. him. And he says he says the same thing after every game. He's like, "Oh, we're 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 gonna build a team. We're gonna build a great team." And like every single week, they get rid of more people because <laughs> they're yeah. He's gonna build a great team in Vegas, right? No, I agree with Corey that he's just the fall guy. He's there to buffer the the Vegas right. move. The Vegas move. Yeah, and then he's still gonna be there when they go to Vegas, though. He's on a ten year contract. I guarantee they don't fire him. Mm -hmm. They get to Vegas and then he builds his team, and Maybe. they're still gonna lose. Almost definitely. Because he's oh, not a good coach. Not with Tua. That would be super interesting. Then that is the Jubby. Rip Jordy Nelson. Very sad about that. One of my favorite. One of the players that got me loving football was his the chemistry between him and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, reason why I'm a Packers fan. Is the first football games I watched, I watched them play together. And Eli, I loved it. Eli Manning just had his 36th game-winning drive in the fourth quarter of overtime. He is actually third in the NFL since he has entered the league. That that's nice. Bodes well for my wallet. That's interesting. So, do any of you have anything you want to? Something you've been like thinking about? Yeah, I want to. I want to do the actual intro to the show. Hello no, and welcome to the Amish Against Living Podcast, the only podcast that talks about how horrible it is to be a millennial living in Amish town. 
that's recorded in a manure shed. Your host, as always, our professional butter churner, Brother Ezekiel. Say hello, but Brother Ezekiel. Oh, that's me. Hi. Across from me is the always lovely yet somewhat hedonistic Brother Zachariah. Say hello, Brother Zachariah. Hi. Then to my left is your esteemed host, thrice kicked in the head by a horse, but never knocked out, Brother Jeremiah. Say hello, <laughs> Brother Jeremiah. Uh. <laughs> and of course, I'm Brother Bartholomew. And now it's time for the only weekly chore chart that you need to care about. It's the Jeremiah drop list. Why make sure you say next week? Because I made it for this week. That is... That is my favorite one you've ever done. Thrice kicked in the head, but never knocked out. Oh, man. I think it was really appropriate to reply with just a moan. Yeah, that was good. Okay, was so knocked this, out, but the I title of this episode is second intro at 24 minutes. Now we'll figure something out. Oh, man, I don't even know but, this. But, uh, this yeah. is our worst episode ever. Twice started, once ended. We're off the rails. So, Kuiper, you've been telling us all week. Dad, there's all week, you, oh, all, all day, for, all day. You all told day. me yesterday too that oh, there's a uh, you're fired up. You're fired up. Fired there's something you need to get off your chest. So uh, you go ahead and kick it off, dude. See I what apologize you say. for how long this is going to be. You go, go. Hopefully, I can get the abridged version out of my head. Um, I will be right back. Um, Jeffy got a pee. Yeah, I'm hopefully, right hopefully, I can get the abridged version of of, of this like no, rant we'll of this oh, okay. rant out of my head. I want Justin to hear this though. Nope. I'm, well, how about we do this right. while you're while you're doing that? Can I, I want... talk about a concern that I have? Yeah, sure. yeah, sure. Um, I'm scared of what the Chiefs. Oh, okay. You're what? finally at that point of the Chiefs season, <laughs> yes, where you expect it to all come crashing down for a few games. Is it? Be, is it because it's not you... just a few games? Just at, at, at any moment, it could happen. <laughs> Why do you say that? What scared I've you? I've noticed the trend. Oh, what's that? Pat Mahomes. His Pat Mahomes's Mahomes apostrophe. Statistically, two worst games of his career thus far have been the two games that Sammy Watkins has been injured and not played. Ooh. Really? Really? That's some sad boy hours. So what you're saying is, because Sammy's not playing against the Rams, right? No, no, no. He is. He practiced. He, okay. He limited practice last week. So what makes you think that that, what, like, what scares you about that? Because Sammy's already been injured two times this year. <laughs> oh. And Sammy gets injured all the time. Sammy does get injured all the time. What happens when Sammy tears his ACL in week 17 and then we lose in this in the divisional round to the Steelers? And you lose to the in the divisional round of the Steelers, and you have 15 years of Pat Mahomes ahead of you, I'll at cry. least. I here's what I thought you were gonna say. Listen, you got 15 years at least of Pat Mahomes in front of you. I have one year to see Drew Brees <laughs> do one more thing. I I think it's. I thought you were gonna okay. say. I thought. Sorry you, about that. I thought you were gonna say like. For the majority of that game, you had a one-possession lead over the two-win Arizona Cardinals. I wasn't worried about that. We were going to win the game. I knew I that, yeah, but, like, that was a little spooky yeah, that for was. a while. That's what worries me about a 
Chiefs playoff run. You probably just talked about this. Now, he, he talked about how uh, Pat Mahomes' statistical worst two games were in two games where Sammy Watkins didn't play. Oh! And Sammy and Watkins... It broke, and it broke his 300-yard uh, passing chain, so now he's, what, tied with Drew Brees, who's done it twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's got to do it one more time. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. He's got... He also surrendered the touchdown lead fully to air, uh, to Andrew Luck. No, he's still first in touchdowns. I thought Andrew Luck was first in touchdowns. Andrew, no, because Jared Goff is. Second. Andrew Luck is on pace for forty nine touchdowns this season. That's kind of messed up. That is or, fucked up. Are they were, I mean, are they were showing it on the ESPN thing earlier when they did their crazy ass graphic between the Rams and the Chiefs, and he's gonna be on pace for forty nine touchdowns and like. 4,000 yards, which is insane. It's insane, and it's not even going to be the best of the year considering Drew Brees and Mahomes are a thing. Yeah. All right, so this this was my uh, this was my heated opinion rant that I was, like, brewing about all day. So we have a football group chat that we're all in, and a lot of our friends make fun of us for some of our takes on the show because, you know, sometimes some of us come on here and say dumb things. Um. Not me. <laughs> and uh, we were getting kind of made fun of because of the Titans, in a way. <laughs> I mean, we have been a little flippy floppy on them. We've been a little flippy floppy on the Titans. That's because they've been a flippy floppy team. So this is so this is so this is my this is my 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 take now. Um, we need to start accepting teams for what they are, and uh, not being overly pessimistic, or overly optimistic. Um. Something that's happened, or something that I try to do a lot, is when I, because I care about it a lot. Probably I care, I care more about it than I probably should. When it comes to like predictions and projections and you know analysis of teams, I try to be like realistic. I don't try to be optimistic or pessimistic. I try to be realistic. And I think over the last like two years, I've gotten really pessimistic. Like I was pessimistic about the Bengals. If you guys follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you know we pick games every single week. I picked the Bengals to beat the Saints because I was un- I, I went pessimistic because I was thinking, okay, the Saints have had a bunch of big games. The the Bengals are at home. I think they've even been coming off of a bye week. Sure, A.J. Green's not playing, but they have good perimeter players. Joe Mixon's a good player and all this stuff. I wasn't realistic because, for God's sakes, the Bengals are the dead last pass for defense. Uh, their best defensive lineman in Carl Lawson didn't play. AJ- they they're on pace to break the record of being the worst yardage defense. Yeah, that's held by the Saints, which I fucking hope happens. Yeah, like there was just so many things that were just sitting right there in front of me that I didn't. I just decided to not pay attention to them. I picked the Bengals and I got burned for it. So at week four, and this is the whole big thing of accepting teams for what they are. There's a there's a couple teams that are going to get rolled into this. The first one is the Titans. Okay. The Titans, obviously, they they uh, pretty much dismantled the Patriots. What was it, thirty-four to ten, thirty-six to ten, something like that? It, it was really bad. Yeah. At week four, I'm pretty sure all of us had the Titans in our top ten or close. I had them like high. I was like really high on. Them. Yeah, they were like, outside of my top ten. Yeah, but all, all, all like of us, five. all of us had them pretty high, right? Yeah. And that was primarily because in the first four games they were three and one. They had that one really weird awkward game against Miami at the beginning of the year when there was like a seven hour delay and then they beat the Jaguars they beat the Texans 
and I can't remember who else they beat. Um, it might have been the Eagles. And then, so we all put it pretty high. And then the next three weeks, they lost to the Bills by one point. They lost to the Chargers by one point. And the only reason why they lost to the Chargers by one point is because they went for two after scoring a late touchdown and didn't kick the extra point. Yeah, but they were on the road, so I understand it. Well, they it was in London. Yeah, so technically both teams were on the road, but whatever. So that's where the rest of they lost that Maybe game. That's why it didn't work. Right. And then, and then, of course, they they lost twenty one nothing against the Ravens. I feel like if you if you ever get shut out in a game, I feel like that kind of like really can just you might you might be an actually decent team and get shut out, and people just immediately think you're bad. So then they go on a bye week, and now they've. Walked into Dallas, who was previously undefeated at home, and beat the crap out of them. And then they hosted the Patriots and beat the tar out of them. Here's what the Titans are. The Titans are, I think now, definitely, probably the best defense in football. Like, they one of the best. One of the best. Like, they're number one in scoring. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, they played the Bills and they played the Texans. Well, then they held the Patriots to 10. <laughs> so, they're as advertised as far as the scoring defense. And it pretty much is just when the Titans go up against a team that doesn't have a good defense, like the Eagles, because the Eagles' aren't defense isn't very good this year. The Patriots' defense isn't very good this year. The Texans at the start of the year weren't very good. The Titans can beat all those teams because their defense can just give them short fields over and over and over again. And Marcus Mariota can line up outside and have direct snaps to Derrick Henry and all that type of stuff. And they can do all of this. You feel like if their defense was so good that they'd be able to use Derrick Henry better. A lot of people are saying that like Dion, that they're better statistically when Deion Lewis is in the game, which I don't know if that's true or not. Some people have said that. I guess it depends. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's just a down year for Derrick. Probably. Henry, but um, so here's so in that light, accepting teams for what they are. Do you want to know what that Patriots game proved to me? Well, I'll, I'll let you whatever you're showing no, him. No, you but keep talking. Do you know what that Patriot? Do you know what that Titans Patriots game proved to me? It's a hypothetical question. Yeah, that's I, what you get for showing something while that's I'm talking. What I, get. I deserve it. <laughs> um, you know what that proved to me? That the Patriots are still going to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. The Chiefs are not going to beat them, and the Steelers are not going to beat them, because the three teams that have beaten the Patriots this year are the Titans, the Lions, and the Jaguars. And they and all three of those teams beat the Patriots the exact same way. Defense all across the board in all three phases, on all three state, on all three levels of the defense. And you don't let them run the football. And you get after Brady with very few people, and you run the ball and score points. The Chiefs can't do that because the Chiefs can't stop the run. The Steelers can't do that because the Steelers only do one thing well defensively, which is rush the passer on a blitz. And that's what the Chiefs do. And that's what the Chiefs do. The Chiefs and the Steelers still have that belief that the way you beat the Patriots is you outscore them. And that is not how you beat the Patriots. That's not how you beat them. Like, that's not how you beat the Patriots. It's literally you have seen three teams that are all... Are the Detroit Lions good? No. Are the Jaguars good? No. Are the Titans always good? It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster, right? But all three of those teams approach that game with, here, we're going to do a couple things. We're going to play well in all three areas of the defense. Defensive front, linebacker, secondary. The Titans have a really good secondary that doesn't get talked about. 
love Corey Davis. I know he's not secondary. I'm no, Corey sorry. Davis is a good player. Um, <laughs> I do like him, but too. no, you and I spent the entire you and I spent the entire offseason wondering why no one signed Kenny Vaccaro. Right. And now he's on the Titans and he's playing really well alongside Kevin Byard, alongside Adoree Jackson. They have great linebackers. They have a good defensive front. Same thing with the Jag. Um, same thing with the Jaguars. The Lions, sure, they don't have the personnel, but they have the knowledge of the Patriot system because of Matt Patricia. The Chiefs don't have that. The Steelers don't have that. The Chargers don't have that. So all this morning, all I had to hear about was, oh, man, if the Patriots don't get a first seed or a second seed, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl because they got to go to Kansas City or they got to go to Pittsburgh. No, they're going to walk into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers, just like they're going to week 15. Walk in. They're going to walk in and they're going to beat the Steelers. And then if Sammy Watkins doesn't play, they're going to walk into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. That that's what's gonna happen. Like, it's one of those things where I don't, I just, I just don't like the fact that it's like, oh, well, you know, going to going to the going to Pittsburgh's tough. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a little tough. Going not for not Tom Brady. Not I mean, Tom it's Brady. like pretty. It's less than the same climate. Less like, less than the same. Yeah, yeah it's because less. It's it's warmer because you're not on the fucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you are right on the river though in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's not so, the fucking it's ocean. It's not as bad. It's not the ocean. It's, You're it's right. It's not the fucking ocean. Right, yeah, it's true. So basically, my whole spiel this morning was just like, I guess kind of being a little bit bitter and thinking to myself that I'm almost kind of mad that the Patriots lost to the Titans because now it's creating this false belief that because they have a worse record than the Chiefs and the Steelers and because the Chiefs and the Steelers are scoring 45 points every single time they play, that... The Patriots can't beat them because, oh, it's on the road. The Patriots definitely can beat them, but they can also beat the Patriots. It's possible. Tom Brady was fucking horrible outside of the pocket during that game. Fucking awful. That, I'll tell you. Outside the pocket. The Patriots need to stop trying. The Patriots just need to flat out stop running the Philly special. (laughs) They need to stop. They run it twice, and I didn't think it could be worse than the first time. It actually was. Because Tom Brady caught it in stride and then just fell over. Yeah, it was, it was really bad. He looked like a baby deer. Right, so Zeke did the same fucking thing. He had the fucking clear line to the end zone and he just fucking falls. He, but he also hurdled a man standing straight up. Yeah, and then he had clear <laughs> contact to the ground, had four level, even steps, strides yeah, ahead of him. And then he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> that grass looks good. <laughs> Do you want to know, did anybody else uh who i think was it you that noticed it and again i have one more point that i want to bring up in this whole thing of taking teams as what they All right, are a little side though what, what's your aside um my little aside is he i think it was he, uh justin who brought it up during the eagles cowboys game did you notice how tired zeke looked oh and at the end he of looked the like game, he was hit by a truck game, well, yeah, like he looked, they hit their win condition. He, he had looked, 25. He had well over 25. Touches. He looked absolutely exhausted. Well, what are you gonna do when you have like when you have Alex Smith version point five as your quarterback? Oof. I think the only thing you have to do when you have Zeke in your offense as Dallas is you just have to you have to pretty much rest him all week, have him have do one workout, do one walkthrough. Literally just rest in the rest of the week. Because you know he's going to fucking do good. Like. Right. So, my final thing is there are two teams in the NFL that I think, if you look at all of their games so far, 
that you have to consider them as the two teams that I, I don't want to say that they're the two best teams in football, but they're the two teams that have won the games they should have won. And then the games they lost either should not have lost. Like they didn't have any head scratching wins where okay. it's like, like the Rams. Okay. Like the first time the Rams played the Seahawks, right? Is this one of your two teams? No. The Rams are not one of those two teams. Okay. The first time the Rams played the Seahawks, you walked away from that game like, Seahawks could, um, why was that game so close? Divisional. That's true. And then they played again, and you did the same thing. Because the Rams allowed, and this is the scary thing, the Rams allowed 270 yards rushing and won. You know how stupid that is? That's ridiculous. I mean, that's... that's... I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> You allow, you allow almost 300 yards on the ground, and you win a game by six. That's that's their offense that's for you. That's wild. Like, that's insane to me. But That's just what they do. Um, The two teams are, one is the Saints. I I can't, the Saints, the Saints are probably one of the only teams in football that you have to look around and think to yourself, like, I don't really know what they do bad. Yeah, like what's wrong with them? Like what do Where's they the what do they do Wide poorly? Receiver. That's it. Like and even then, oh well. I don't, throw the ball to Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I don't know why we're signing Brandon Marshall when we could sign Brandon Coleman who knows the system, who's a better run blocker. Like it's it seems just like a big dick move to not sign Brandon Coleman at Probably. This point. Like that's I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, it's fine. And you know who the other team is? You know the other team is that I feel that way about? That I look at them and I think to myself, I don't know what they do poorly. Who? It's the Bears. What do the Bears do poorly? Well. Mitch Trubisky has 22 total touchdowns and nine turnovers. If you cut out his fumbles, he has five interceptions. They don't throw the deep ball well. They're not the best at the deep ball, and um, Matt Nagy suffers from Andy Reid's second half (laughs) syndrome. I mean, when you're up. 35 at the half you can kind of you can kind of you know de- can de- you deep into that listen Matt. can you when you have <laughs> maybe when maybe if you're not actually the tree Gun if you're the apple distance, ptsd kicking in right <laughs> maybe if you're an apple from the tree you can kind of take your and plus like the, the bears have a top five defense in the nfl so you can kind of get a little bit i mean they pretty much just went into like like sleepwalking mode in the fourth quarter and just let Detroit score <laughs> and they were just like ah we don't care we don't really care but yeah like i was just looking at like the bears get like the bears games this year every single game that they've gone up against a bad team they have absolutely annihilated them um you know what they don't do well pass defense it's messed by pressure on the quarterback i think that obviously yeah, i don't think that they're great on the back end, but I think that just it's kind of one of those situations where you can't really tell which one's helping the other. I mean, obviously when Khalil, because when Khalil Mack wasn't there, right, they were still like they weren't getting as much pressure, but they still were like really good against the pass. Yeah, Raquan Smith coming in to mask fucking Khalil Mack not being there. <laughs> he's a rookie. I know, but like still, he's still like a top ten rookie. That's like, true. 
he's going to be rushing had the he not had putting he, pressure on the quarterback. Had he played all year, he would be up there for defensive rookie of the year. And for, he didn't play, like, the first, like, three games. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, you just look at the Bears' losses, and you – okay, so they have a bunch of blowout wins, right? A ton of blowout wins. They should have They should have beat Miami. Right. They should have beat Miami because that game was just – I understand, like, the Chiefs-Patriots game was, like, really good. Yeah. But, like, as far as, like – Everything that could potentially ever happen in a football game, it all happened in the Dolphins Bears game. Everything you could, everything that's ever happened in a football game, ever happened in that game. That was the uh, Brock Osweiler. It was Bear uh, Juju. Ju- 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 right. Then the Bears had the game against the Patriots, where Mitch Trubisky was a yard away from completing like a sixty-yard hail mary. And I have, I have an, I have a weird like belief. I don't know why I feel this way. But I think if the Bears had scored that touchdown, I'm almost convinced Matt Nagy would have went for two. I'm almost con- – because think about it. Like, the Patriots, all of a sudden, you get shell-shocked by this Hail Mary, right? The Patriots have no timeouts, and then you just sprint up to the line, just line up and go for two. And don't even give them a chance to, like, call timeout or anything. You just go for it. Just screw it. The Titans did it. It's the Patriots. Go for it. Go they, for the win. They could have ran the Philly special and probably got it. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um. And then the uh the Bears' other loss was oh god I'm drawing a blank um the Bears' like other Green Bay oh yeah it was Green Bay In the... and for God's sakes if they tackle Randall Cobb the game's over <laughs> like yeah and Aaron Rodgers doing the uh... and Aaron Rodgers doing Houdini stuff yeah it's it's the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I don't he, like. He I'm honestly really well against the Bears. Honestly, I'm not going to give that win to Aaron Rodgers, considering the fucking short passes that he was doing. I'm going to completely give that win to Randall Cobb. And oh no, that was he was done literally receivers. nothing since that game. Yeah, right. But I'm glad he did it though. I yeah, still appreciate. Like I'm just him. saying, like it's all fucking the wide receivers in that game. When you run to... when you run a quick slant to try to pick up a first down. Yeah. And it turns into and a Randall, touchdown. And it turns into a 70-yard touchdown. It's You got to give credit to the wide. But basically what I'm saying is that I have over the course of like 24 hours, I have become extremely I'm like more high on the Patriots than I ever have been. And pro- it's probably going to bite me in the ass and I'm going to get ripped for it after they lose this week to to Minnesota. The Bears do when they lose when they get just absolutely destroyed by Minnesota. Those, those kind of divisional games. I don't know. The Bears have a really good shot. I think the Bears will probably lose to the Packers again. The, the Packers just play really well against the Bears. It's it's um, weird, but no, the Bears will go to divisional th- matchup stuff. All divisional matchups, you throw a lot of stuff out the window. Yeah. yeah, it's just it just it is what it is. Seahawks have a great chance to beat the Rams again. Like they rushed for two hundred. Yeah, and they, and. and and, and Russell Wilson lost. and Russell Wilson almost did the Russell Wilson thing. It's and two weeks in a row. Russell Wilson almost did the Russell Wilson thing. Yeah, but he do just it. doesn't have you know the rest of the team around him to do it. He doesn't have the people. I know. No, it's sad. I love him to death. I I hope he gets a good team around him. Seahawks are like my second Can favorite. Can I trade team. you Tyler Lockett or Doug Baldwin, either one, and big money? This is not a fantasy show. It's not a fantasy show. I'm thinking about it right now. Oh, no, that's fine. It's okay. You keep thinking about it. Who do you want? I don't care, but I just don't want both of them. The big thing, you know, I'm really – I'm sorry, Corey, but it just popped in my head. The only thing I'm really concerned about with the Bears, you know – Disclaimer, I really fucking hate the Bears, but I'm a Packers fan. Uh, I – even though he's incredibly coachable, he's been doing well, he's been well-disciplined, I still am not 100% on Mitch Trubisky. I'm not either. And he, he needs. I mean, he's 
everything you want in a new quarterback besides being able to throw the deep ball accurately. Right. And he had that, that might... one game against Tampa where he threw it really well. All right. We'll, there we'll might be an that. issue. Oh, we're going to that? Coming into the playoffs, there might be an issue. No, I'm, to that. I'm not picking the Bears to go to the Super Bowl. Right. All I'm saying is is that I we're, think we're picking the Saints. When, when you look at when you look at like if we're treating them like college football teams, if you look at them, if you look at like resumes and you think about the context of how the team lost, I mean the Bears should realistically be like a two loss to one loss team, right? Which that is pretty happens. insane to think about. Granted, like I said, they haven't played the Vikings yet. They're probably going to lose one, if not both, games against the Vikings. Um, they have another game against the Packers. They also play the Rams. Yeah, they know. Yeah. So that this team could easily still finish like nine oh, and seven. It's gonna be fascinating. It's gonna be very fascinating. I kind of, I kind to of see treat, how Jared Goff reacts. Do you want to know what I treat the Bears as? Mm. I treat the Bears as like a discount store Kansas City offense because that's really what it that's, is. That that is exactly what it it's is. A dis, I mean, one, it's they a, try to do what. Kansas City does yeah, right. It's, it's, it's a discount store Kansas City offense it, it, it's, with you, a better defense. You, yeah, you go you go to the dollar store. You you, you pick up the quarterback. Well, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah by, by a very large margin. You pick up the instant KC offense, just add milk, and but then like you already got the good defense. So you got it. You went and got a steak from like Cheesecake Factory, like a Kobe beef steak, and that's the Kansas City offense. And then you went to like a Perkins <laughs> and got a steak, and that's Mitch Trubisky. Right, but then they got like that damn good defense. Mitch Trubisky a good runner though. Yeah, I think he's is. a better runner than Pat Mahomes is. Oh, he is actually Trubisky. I uh, was reading a stat. He's like on pace for like over three thousand yards, thirty touchdowns, and six hundred rushing yards, or something like that. The only other quarterback to ever do that, Cam, Cam Newton in his MVP year. Damn, that's pretty insane. That Mitch Trubisky could match the statistics of an MVP quarterback and not win MVP. Not even be in the conversation. <laughs> not even be in the conversation. No, he's not gonna be. There's two other quarterbacks. You wanted. You were gonna say something about Tampa Bay. Okay, so it's not just about Tampa Bay. You said something about being pessimistic about teams. Yes. Let's be. Let's just real fast, like two sentences. Optimistic. Just, no, just oh. realistic about each team. Okay. All right. So. Start at the start at the beginning. Buccaneers. Fucking terrible secondary. Great offense. Oh, we're being real okay, we're being realistic about every it's team. It's incredible that you could go four hundred yards and not score a touchdown. That's right. Fucking incredible. That is an amazing The realistic take on the Bucks. Fits magic or fits tragic. The Buccaneers fits the Buccaneers think that they are the Raiders of the eighties, and they are not. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, all they, oh, they have a bunch of fast guys that go deep. They have no running game. They know they have no short passing game. No all, defense. They have all they do is rush the passer. They think they're the '80s Raiders. Is what they think. Anything to add? No, I'm just, I, I'm just still stunned by them going 400 yards without oh. a touchdown. Yeah, uh, Falcons. Falcons. Uh, their defense is hurt. Their team is pretty much built around their defense with their defensive head coach. We They're were, a team that should okay. have been good. Okay, no, no, we no. talked about this a million no, times. Like, I me literally and Matt, like banged the table, and we're like, no. "This team's not going to be good." This team has at least three more wins if their defense is healthy. They lost their middle linebacker. They lost their fucking star safety. It's in. I, I I agree with you that they probably win three more games, but I still don't think they would have been a playoff team. Because no, I think 
You could still you could be in the in the NFC. You could be a good team and not make the playoffs. Yeah, but then then you're not good realistically. <laughs> I do think that part of part see the part of my criti- incorrect the part of my criticism about Atlanta was that instead of taking Calvin Ridley in the first round, take someone on the defense to they've like, been taking defense every year like since they got they have what's defense. his what's his fucking face from the you know, Left tackle or whatever. They had Matthews. a really, yeah. They had a very good defense coming into this year. Did they needed they a, no. they yes. needed to restock. They on, let three fourths of their defensive line go in free agency. <laughs> yeah, they needed. I, I don't know. They needed to restock on offense because they kept letting their wide receivers go too. Because it doesn't make sense to pay for wide receivers As, if you have Julio Jones and good running backs. Only reason why it would make sense to pay for wide receivers if you're in, like the Bears from last season. Right. No, I just think that the criticism about the the Falcons is still it's still me and Matt's criticism still holds water at least in the sense that had the Falcons done more to say okay, let's not did someone instead of Calvin Ridley. Yeah, let's not let three fourths of our defensive line go. Let's get rid of some of our older corners and bring in younger guys. Let's not take Calvin Ridley and take someone like oh I don't know Jiree Alexander, who's Arguably, had he played all snaps, he's putting up. He, as far as individual coverage, he's better than Denzel Ward is. Yeah, he no. If he played every game, he'd be a hundred percent defensive rookie of the year. But no, I agree, I agree that um, Atlanta is this weird hodgepodge of they're like an offensive team, but they have a defensive ho- head coach, and it doesn't really work. It's. I think if they have <laughs> Deion Jones, the part of their offensive scheme is they're letting off. They're letting quarterbacks throw the short, like, dump-off pass yes. to the running back. And that works when you have a fucking athletic middle linebacker like, like Deion, Deion Jones. Jones, who's fucking there immediately, and they don't have him right now. Right. All right, so let's just move on because we're saying this is quick. Uh, Panthers, they can't win on the road. They're realistically, they're a super talented, amazing team off, great on pass. offense. On offense, yes, their defense. They have I mean, even with what is with all these teams that have bad defenses but good pass rushes. By the way, uh, like it's easy. Cam is easily like non traditionally one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh, for sure. Uh, but he's not getting any help from his defense when he has to come back like fucking twenty eight something 30 points against the eagles or whatever it was he's having in my opinion he's having a year that is better than his mvp year and maybe not maybe it might not end up that way statistically but he's finally allowing him he's he's got he's allowing himself to be like heavily coached by his offensive coordinator he's being so much better at passing he's still amazing at his running game on top of it he's evolving from a quarterback play. that was already amazing, he is evolving into a better, more disciplined, better passing quarterback. Quick, quick take on the Panthers Great. for me. Um, the res the resume stinks. They have not beaten a single good team, and it's really easy to complete sixty nine percent of your passes when you're dumping off Christian McCaffrey. Nice, damn son. It's real easy. <laughs> uh, Saints. You need to fucking do something about your wide receiving core, and you need to do something about your secondary. That's not Marshawn Lattimore or Michael Thomas. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were gonna like. I for when you said Michael Thomas, I'm like, wait. I thought we were talking about the secondary. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you did the quarterback. Yeah, no. 
Um, my, and they're also still the best team in the NFL. My only criticism about the Saints is, <laughs> um, I don't know, don't lose to Ryan Fitzpatrick again. That's my thing. Don't, never good again. Never good week one. Rarely good week two yeah. with under Sean Payton. I also think, um, I guess my only other criticism about the Saints is like, just be careful with how cute you're getting with the Taysom Hill stuff. Just be careful with it. I'm not trying to say because it's working. I'm just saying, like, if you start getting a little too cute and you start, like, taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hands in, like, key moments when you, like, really need, like, Drew Brees to deliver. That's when Jason Hills is going to throw the touchdown that's, pass to Drew Brees. Or he's going to throw the interception or fumble. I don't like, think that's, like, I don't think they're taking him out in key moments. Well, so, that's what I'm, so far they haven't. Right. I just don't want yeah. to see that happen. Anything from you guys? No, they're, they're, they're Super Bowl contenders, arguably best team in the league. Not many holes other than what you already stated. Lions, don't trade away your fucking number one wide receiver. And then... Ha, yeah, that's... Yeah. Jesus. It, it's They're so strange because this seems like like nine weeks into the season, they just gave up. After they in. beat the Patriots, like right. week two. It, it is so weird. They did get waxed by the Jets on opening night, though. Still, Isn't like Matt Patricia's why shown how widely inconsistent he can be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's his first year as a head coach, well, but he's a defensive guy in an offensive team again, and he doesn't have the talent that the Falcons have. Right. The Stafford kind of a poor man's Stafford, Falcons. I think yeah, yeah, poor man's Falcons in a way. And Stafford has weirdly not maybe not so much because it's Patricia as defense. He's regressed so much, like. He was, like Stafford was He's, one of the kind of elites in the league, and this he was year, in that like second to th- he was in that that like top st- ten like that strong we second spent, top ten not top five. We spent yes. all of our like a lot of conversation about the Lions in preseason talking about how underrated Matt Stafford is, and then we did. going into the season like he th- he didn't start off horrible like he was doing pretty okay and he's had good games this year. But he is acting right now about as wildly inconsistent as his head coach. And that's what that team is being right now. Except then you hit week 9, or week 8, actually. And then it, it seems like they just start giving up. And they trade away Golden Tate, and they're not. Then they, they're playing worse and worse. It's weird because they're trying to take a step forward on defense and then take like two steps back on offense. And yeah, they, yeah, trade, can't they trade for snacks and league. then like, fucking trade away Golden Tate. The way it sounds the like a Matt now, Patricia thing that's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the way the league, the way the league is now, you can't be doing that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he's trying to turn it. He, it seems like he's he got the Lions. He's trying to like turn them into like a def- defense first team, and then they're just gonna lose bad. All right, uh, Packers, you need. Uh, oh, we've talked about the Packers. Just my, my have point. an actual playbook. Yeah, have an actual offensive playbook. They actually talked during the game of the Packers, like, oh man, every single play. The Packers have has a second phase in it where they're just running around and I'm like that's not a second phase, that's just what happens in the NFL when, when the, shit when, doesn't go right when your first read isn't there. That's just what happens. Yeah, with a NFL I, I heard play. that. And I was like, what the fuck are you that talking about? That doesn't mean about? anything. There's the Packers no... need to do two have, key things. They have need an to do actual offense. Yeah, play. they need to fig. They need to kind of get with. Stop the way offenses are working in the NFL now. Aaron Rodgers is getting older. He's going to need to hit into a more scripted system. Game Mike McCarthy is not system. going to give them that. Give Mike McCarthy is Jones. just going to... Yeah. 
Then that's the second Jesus thing. Jesus oh Christ. My God. Give fucking, the ball to Aaron Jones. Fucking right? Playing on a run game instead of just Aaron Rodgers. Right. My they Lord. They were so successful. Every time they, they... When they give Aaron Jones the ball, they are so fucking successful. There was a period, and they just need to do it. Often. There was a point in the game he was averaging 10 yards a carry. He is averaging 10 yards a carry. <laughs> that's so stupid. And they're not going to fucking give him the ball because he's going to miss one blitz pickup. Yeah. Or he's going to... Or he's going to fumble once. And like... He's he's young. He's gonna fucking fumble the ball. You know who else fumbled a lot? Adrian Peterson. Right. You know who never came out of the game? Adrian Peterson. Yeah. It's gonna happen. He's gonna fumble the ball. Just it's because okay. he's Turnovers not a happen. fucking first round pick doesn't mean you get to get rid of him right. like the Bears did with every fucking running back that they had coming to them. Oh yeah, before they got before they finally settled on uh, Howard and it, Cohen. It's just fucking nuts to me. I've been screaming it from the top of my lungs all fucking season. Give the ball to Aaron Jones. And look, and lo and behold, when they start fucking doing it, they look really productive, don't they? Being able to Aaron Jones running almost ten yards of fucking carry it makes it really, really the uh, play action really easily doable. Aaron Rodgers getting more options to do plays. Just give the fucking ball to Aaron Jones. Anyway, Vi- Vikings need to fucking do a different defensive playbook. Just because it worked last year, it's not going to work this year. No, because everybody has footage now. They need to do something different. That's really the. Offense has been fine. Whereas um, one Cardigan Bardigan has said footages. Just yeah, cha- you gotta change up your schemes defensively. You don't have to change your defensive playbook. Just change up your looks. Right. You have the personnel. Uh, Bears. You need a. Mitch needs more time, and you need to fucking work on your secondary. Shed your Andy Reid skin. Yep. They'll get there. Yo, know, there's, there's a Find very newly Doug developing Peterson. team. You think about where they're at now. This team is n- kind of newly developing right now, and it's scary. I fucking hate the Bears, and they're gonna they keep the shit up. They're gonna top the North for a while. Uh, 49ers, It's sad that Garoppolo went down, but that wasn't gonna be your only problem. You need to get fucking talent around him on both sides of the ball. There are, yeah, there are massive holes on both side, both sides of the. Uh, they also are. They also just can't stay healthy. That would yeah. be that would be a good thing. They're having big injury Stay issues. Uh, Matt Breida looks has great. Injuries. I don't a... give a fuck about it. What I'm saying is is like yeah, everybody has injuries, but when your best players are the ones getting injured, then that sucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, but there's there's bright spots on that team. Uh, Matt Breida looks great. They have a good uh, defensive line. They have a good defensive line. Richard well, Sherman still kicking. Line like five years in a row. I hope you fucking have a good defensive true, line. Yeah. Right. Kyle Shanahan is definitely a good coach. Amazing coach. Yeah, that 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 team will go places. They need they need to build. They have a good tight end. Yeah, that's they looking have... like a top ten tight end in the league. Probably top three, I'd say. Top five at least. No. Well, with Gro- I mean well, Gronk, if Gronk, with Gronk this year play. with Gronk being out, he's top three. I totally agree with Colin Cowherd. Kelsey Ertz. That Gronk Kittle. is gone. Uh, ne- Gronk gone. He's, he's like pretty much thirty with two back surgeries. Like, yeah, he he's about done. Yeah. Uh. Cardinals, you can't let everybody walk. Like, sign some people, keep some talent around your star players. You can, uh, you can get away with some. You can get away with marginal talent at receiver. Uh, the only way you can get away with it is you have a pretty good offensive line, and they don't. No. So, Josh Rosen is a more accurate thrower than Dak. Mm-hmm. And if you threw Josh Rosen on the Cowboys, they would not be four and five. Give him, 
give him some leeway for growing pains with oh, man. Uh, Wilkes. Once this right. is done, I have a small rant to go on concerning Dak Prescott and one person that I listen to on the radio every morning. But uh, who me? No, that's so, Colin. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a sec. But okay. you finish up, Corey. Uh, Seahawks, you still need help on offensive line. You can't expect Russell Wilson to just be able to scramble out of everything, and then you need to keep people on your defense too. You can't just let all your star players walk because you know they have attitudes. My lord, all my, my, defensive players hey, are gonna my, have attitudes. My boy showed up finally, though. My boy Rashad Penny. Oh, he yeah. looked he good. He I was, good. I was a bit. I loved him in college, San Diego State. Uh, led a few big plays. Led all of college football in rushing. Don't in be the deceived. Time he was there. Don't be deceived yet, though. I'm a big fan of Rashad Penny. Once we were talking about Rams, not that good against the run. But the Seahawks have an didn't, excellent run-first offense. Didn't fucking matter. It's really interesting. The Seahawks have a very excellent running offense. They, uh, despite their bad offensive line. Who's this, Seahawks? Yeah, they've they been doing a really bad, good running the ball. Well, they have a bad pass offense. Right, yeah. Pass protection. And they need, yeah, they need to work on their pass protection really bad. Russell Wilson cannot keep running for his life. Yeah. You're, you're going to end that man's career short yeah. and if we you keep the... doing this. And he has such a bright career ahead of him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. One of the, if he keeps it up, he's going to be one of the greatest of all time. Instant Hall of Famer, he's excellent. But you need to you need to keep him going. He's going to end up he's going to end up getting hurt. Uh, Rams, Rams. Yeah, you need to you need to have a backup plan because your offensive defense is built that you're going to be ahead, so you can just do pass or pass defense the entire time. What's going to happen when they fucking run the ball against you? You you, you, you to, win 36-31. The realistic take on the Rams is you need to start reining in the attitudes of the defense that we talked about. I don't even think it's the fucking – the attitudes are fine because it's just they're letting people run all over them because they're not practicing as a run because they're like, oh, we're going to be fucking up, so they're not going to run the ball against us. Guess what? We're going to run the ball against you. And then you're like, oh, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> right. That could be part of it. I just – I just the couple weeks in a row, Aaron Donald getting these. He was ejected, right? Or no, he, he just, wasn't ejected. He just he, took the he, big penalty. Yeah, well, there was a penalty. The penalty didn't hurt the Rams because there had been a penalty against the Seahawks as well. Yeah, so they they were they offsetting can... dead ball penalties. I was gonna say the thing about the Rams is, is the Cooper Cup injury. I think is super super interesting because I don't think it's going to affect the Rams immediately. I think it's going to affect the Rams the longer the season goes on because every single, literally every single person on that offense has a very specific thing they do. And it sets up specifically everybody else. Cooper Cup runs very specific routes. Same thing with Robert Woods, same thing with Cooks, and they all help each other. But now that Cooper Cup is out, I think Sean McVay can kind of find ways to like, like kind of cover it up and mask it. But the longer the season goes on, more people are going to start to think, "Wow, like they can't, they can't throw the ball like they used to," because now their whole scheme is messed up. Mm. So that could be an interesting thing to watch, like moving forward, how the Rams pat specifically, obviously Gurley's Gurley, but how the passing attack of the Rams gets affected by the Cooper Cup injury. Uh, Giants, you can't just Ooh. you can't just be handed a fucking All Pro defense and then just hand everything away because it's not your guys. You have to take what's given to you and fucking use it. Um, what, what can be said about the Giants? Realistically, they need to move on from Eli. 
I know he won the game tonight. And he had a couple big throws, whatever. Just it's time to go. You need somebody that's able to move and make plays outside the pocket. Yeah, because their their because... pass protection is fucking awful. Do you know what the problem is? I still don't think that they made the wrong decision with taking Barkley. I don't either. Now no, that I you, don't. The more and more I you do, see I, these rookie yeah. quarterbacks play this no, year. No, yeah. we're not people like screaming and hollering about like taking running backs early in the draft now. Like, no, this is a new age of the NFL where you're if you see a running back talent like that early, you just snag him early. The, all it, the it, means it's something. more about versatile talent than it is yes. about right. All of the all of the top you could take the top if you took the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Saints. And the Rams, who are the top four teams in the NFL right now. You know what they all have in common? Great running backs. They're all top four, top five in rushing. Yep, they're all top four, top five in rushing. Oh, well, that's because... No, it's not. It's because those four individuals are very good at what they do. So, I don't want to hear this BS that running backs are expendable. They're not. You're like, oh, I want to hear this thing about, oh, you can get good running backs in the third and fourth round. I don't care where you get them. Just get the best... Just get good running backs. Like... Like I like that fact you said. Like, look at these, dude. Look at these rookie quarterbacks this year. They're getting killed. Mm-hmm. You think, you think not s- Baker? Not Baker. Yeah, and that's like, I'm, I'm... But yeah. Sam Darnold's getting killed. He's already injured. Josh Allen's been injured. Like uh, conspiracy theory: Sam Darnold's not actually injured. That might be true. I heard people talking about that. That might actually. They're, they're like half tanking because the way they just Todd Bowles is going to get fired, and they're going to they're going to go get a. Uh, Pete Carroll's gonna go to the Jets. Oh god. Him and him and uh him and Sam are gonna reunite for a USC love. Jeez. Uh Eagles. What do you guys want to say about the Eagles? I fucking told you No, don't that... get to say that. You have to say something actually about the Eagles. Then Okay, my analysis Super Bowl hangover. My thing about the my thing you about You have the... to say something actually about the Eagles. Okay, my thing about the Eagles is that last year there were a lot of times where the Eagles got very lucky. I saw numerous times last year where they got absolutely shellacked by the Chiefs. They got beat single-handedly by Russell Wilson, and they needed a last-second 60-yard field goal by Jake Elliott to beat one of the worst Giants teams we have ever seen. And then they went, in, then they went into the playoffs and should have lost – to the Atlanta Falcons, had Julio Jones caught a touchdown pass. I'm not trying to say that this team didn't deserve to win the Super Bowl. All I'm saying is is that this team's personnel is a really great quarterback, kind of okay offensive weapons. They let LeGarrette Blunt go, which they should not have done. Talking about letting people go. Right. Shouldn't have let LeGarrette Blunt go. Um, they didn't. Why is LeGarrette Blunt not respected? We'll get to that later. Yeah, I was going to say. They just were. They just didn't pay attention to some key areas of need, and now they can't run the football, and they can't stop anybody on the back end. Their offensive line is overrated. It's not protect. I mean, granted, it's hurt, but it's. This is this team has now become a great quarterback and kind of a mediocre roster around him. It looks like uh, the Tony Romo Cowboys. Also, yes, it does. Uh. The Philadelphia Eagles look like a bag of shredded, shredded cheese hanging up in a grocery store. They're, they are so hurt. That team got torn apart this year. Yeah, they did. They are so fucking hurt that 
who who knows what their season could have looked like. It it still might have been around this point. Super Bowl. So you, you could call Super Bowl hangover whatever Super Bowl. you want to fucking say. I mean, the Super Bowl but, hangover is like kind of a tangible thing, but right. But it, it seems untangible in the fact that their their entire team is fucking hurt. Besides the Carson Wentz. I don't know. I think the Super Bowl hangover is basically like you're becoming the team to beat, so people want to prove themselves against you. Yeah, that's that's part of and, it too. And you you kind of spend time celebrating that you would normally spend getting ready for the season. Maybe you don't have as much edge as you did last year. You know, there's a lot of things that go into uh, it. Cowboys. Ezekiel, it needs to touch the ball 25 times a game or you lose. You need to find a different quarterback besides Dak. Yeah. He's on pace for 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. If you... And the fucking 2018 version of the NFL. <laughs> if, if you... If you... Patch put, 2018. If you put Dak Prescott on for a contract extension, kiss the next five years goodbye. He's not... He, he flash in the pan rookie season. Teams figured him out. I feel like the turning point... And we talk about it all the time. The turning point. Here you go. You want to be the guy. Show us what you got. That Chris Collinsworth. Dude, that, dude, that singular game. moment on that Sunday night game against the Giants. That one when moment. They, when they only had, I think they only had one loss on the year at that point. Chris Collinsworth called Dak Prescott out on live television. If you want to be the MVP of the league, you want to win rookie of the year, get your team down the field right now and score. And he threw four straight incomplete passes. And guess what? That's that, that Dak Prescott. Is that is that's the real Dak Prescott right there. That was him. So like, I guess I could I could just springboard off of this real quick. One one Colin Cowherd this morning. I listened to his show every morning. I love his show. I enjoy his content. Was talking about spent a lot of his show time of his show today talking about Dak Dak Prescott. And he also very very well known that he is not a Baker Mayfield fan. And going into the season, neither was I. I didn't think he was going to do very well. Um. I am. I I was completely wrong about to, him. I'm gonna be, be perfectly fair. I was a hundred percent wrong about well, him. Well, no, you're you're the little thing that you have is the biggest concern for you has not happened yet. Has not happened yet, which is a small southern coming from a southern school that he's never played in cold weather, never played in the snow, playing in possibly one of the top ten worst like as far as, like, how bad it gets in the winter. Cleveland is, with that lake effect snow, it is awful. Notorious. Notoriously awful playing in Cleveland. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet, and I'm worried about it. Because, like, even the Cleveland Browns get good, you go into that that climax of the season, you have to win games, it might stop something. We haven't seen that yet. That's yet to be seen. But so far, before that point, I am impressed by Baker Mayfield. I think the last three games, he's had nine touchdowns, I have watched a lot of Browns games this year. His starts, he's nine interceptions, Two inter- or nine touchdowns, two interceptions, oh, like nine hundred yards. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's been doing very well. Uh, well. Yesterday was mostly Duke Johnson, but still, you know. he only threw and, the ball. and Nick Chubb. Only, oh, no, I'm sorry, Nick Chubb. He only threw the ball twenty times. But there is a. Uh, he was twelve for twelve to start the game in the first half. He was twelve for twelve. But then Colin Coward on his show starts starts talking about that and talks about Dak Prescott and kind of lines them up. And says that when the system is working, you're going to win games. When everything when everything goes according to plan. Uh, there were things that Baker Mayfield did in that game that Dak Prescott will never be able to do for the rest of his career. Oh, that touchdown he threw? The crazy outside-of-the-pocket shit that talented quarterbacks do and people like Dak Prescott can't do and will throw incompletions on. It, 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 that's something that tells me you didn't watch the game. I just wonder if 
Somebody but, got in Dak Prescott's head. Like, you, did you watch? How much of the Sunday night game did you watch? I watched, I watched the, the entire thing. thing. Okay, I had watched... money on it. I watched the whole fucking oh, thing. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the, the amount of times that, like, Prescott shuffled his feet in the pocket or whether he went outside and Collinsworth would make attention to it. The amount of time he stared down a receiver a few times. It, it, his footwork, he looked so hesitant to make a throw. He shuffled I, three times when the receiver was open at, like, ten seconds earlier. Well, not ten seconds, like, three seconds earlier. And then he threw the ball and it made an incompletion. Or what otherwise would have been a caught pass. And, and that happened multiple times that game. Because I, I, after Collinsworth mentioned it and I was just watching the game, I noticed how often he would shuffle his feet before he threw. Like, he was but so like, hesitant. What's his fucking bugaboo? Like, I don't know. But he doesn't do it every time. Right. It's like he only does it, like, occasionally. Are the Dallas are the Dallas Cowboys literally a quarterback away? Yeah. Yes. Their defense is good. Uh, and a healthy maybe Sean Lee. Maybe they're secondary. Maybe uh, they're sec- they have they have a good Byron Jones is a good. They, corner. they have some fortification right. to do in the secondary. I have a I have an interesting thing about Sean Lee. Hit me. I don't think Sean Lee should be on the Cowboys roster next year. I don't think so either. I don't think he's so. He's a cap casualty. Yes. He's never on the field. You have Jalen Smith. You have... Uh, Leighton Vanderesh. Right. Who made, essentially, the game-winning tackle. That was amazing. He made Plus, the game-winning true. tackle. Plus, he picked off... Yeah, he got the interception. Yeah. And Jalen Smith is a freak. Right. Jalen Smith is just an absolute machine. Yeah. If, if, middle linebacker. if your fucking defensive line isn't going to stop them, your fucking middle... Your linebackers are going to. Uh, right. Cowboys just need to either grab a quarterback in the draft or when this season's over and he does really well, trade up, trade for Nick Mullins. And, uh... Trade for Nick Mullins. Right. If he keeps doing this cover season, fuck it, trade for Nick Mullins. All right, last last team for the NFC. This took longer than I hoped for. It's okay. Uh, we'll do the AFC next week. Yeah, uh, we'll do that next. We'll do that Yeah, that's fine. I'm week. cool with that. Redskins, you need to... You need some talent on offense. The Redskins... The realistic take for the Redskins is... You need to score first or you're going to lose because they have played nine games. And in those nine games this year, there have been, count them, one, two, no, zero lead changes. Are you serious? 100% serious. Wow. It hasn't happened since, like, I can't remember if they said it was 65, it was 65, 75, or 85. I just know it was a five. And that team was also the Redskins. There There are only two archetypes. Of NFL teams that currently exist <laughs> in, in, in 2018. And you have one. Okay, the one group is. Da- let's throw them all in. Okay, so there's Dallas, Redskins, Jaguars, Titans, uh, Baltimore, um, Chicago. Okay, all this. You have a big nucleus of teams that are like not very good offense or like don't have really good quarterbacks. Spurdy offensively, great defense. They need a lead at the start or they can't win. Then you got a whole bunch of other teams like Pittsburgh, Panthers, Kansas City, Atlanta, uh, New England, who are just like, man, they can score 45 points, but they give up 40. Yep. Those are the only two times. <laughs> and then you got the Saints by themselves, which are like some weird. Because they, they overtook the, because the way the Cardinals. They're the highest scoring team in the league and have a good defense. Right. Like, the Saints are up there by themselves. But, like, you have two archetypes of teams in the 2018 patch in the oh, NFL. Remember I told you all going in this year not to sleep on the Saints' defense? Well, I didn't sleep on it. It didn't look good at the start. It wasn't. 
Yeah, but I said don't sleep on it. It's just gonna happen. Well, you know great. what? I don't know. Early on in the year, it was like good secondaries are like good bullpens. They're never gonna be. They're never great two years in a row usually. Baseball stats. And they ended up with an excellent mm-hmm. run defense. Yeah. It's been really good. Well, since we touched on all the NFC teams and we kind of talked about their games, we need to hit the AFC games. And one that we need to talk about because uh, for you, Angry, and Patreon, Big Fatty, my boy, we need to talk about the Buffalo Bills for a second. Yeah, I do okay. want to talk about that, actually. Okay. They are, they were a Nathan Peterman away from being an actual, the team that can actually score points. Corey they looks, are statistically Corey looks the best. Visu- visually upset. They are statistically the best defense in the NFL. Visually disinterested. <laughs> That's fine. You could clock out for this one. I'm actually very interested in talking about the Bills right now. They have statistically the best defense. They're the number one defense in the NFL. Do you... What is with the? I have no idea what got Doug Barone's. No, no, no. Doug Barone is Jacksonville's head coach. Who's the? Who? What's Sean the, McDermott. Sean McDermott is our pussy coach of the week. I, I maybe because he, maybe not so much now because he finally they got Berkeley and Sat Peterman again. But just in general, for how many chances do you give Nathan Peterman? I, I think that might not be his decision. He's the head coach. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, a goddamn head coach. He sat, he sat, he sat, oh my god. This, yeah, the, who's the, last year, who's the quarterback they traded last the year they sat Tyrod Taylor. Oh, there, there the, this AJ game McCarran. was fucking, I was so fucking livid about this game last year. I watched it with my friend Shane, big Bills fan. We streamed it from my house to people. Uh, just like a, a little, small little, little. Are you talking about the game last year against the Chargers when we threw all the interceptions? Right. The, the first time we got a taste of who Nathan Peterman really was. And he ever changed past that point. But the, the. I don't know if it's the head coach, whoever's making that decision. Probably the head coach. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's what I'm saying! Did Nathan Peterman blow him? Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. What the hell did Nathan no Peterman universe. do? There's no fucking universe. Hey, that's my thing. There's no universe. That's my thing. It's <laughs> not your thing. <laughs> Where you would give somebody like that that many fucking chances. They average three to four picks a game. You'd be better off spiking the ball and punting. Right. I don't understand. Of That's course you're going to lose. Needs to get fired. Of course you're going to lose games by a fucking bajillion if you're turning the ball over four times. Guaranteed. Not including other things that could, hap- could happen for you to turn the ball over. You're going to lose games. No, I, I just can't really comment on too many games this week since I only saw the Saints-Bengals game. Yeah, because you were, you know... Well, yeah, you were, you were in Cincinnati, That's and it, fine. Took, it took you the entire just, day uh, to get back. It's really the, – the Bills as an organization is really frustrating to deal with. They have talented players on that team. They have a foundation that could cause them to win games. Boneheaded bullshit, more often than not, is what causes them to lose so many fucking games. Well, I mean – I agree. Okay, let's be, let's be real. Nathan Peterman would have not gone back onto the field if Josh Allen hadn't gotten hurt. And Josh right. Allen wasn't playing great. But he was making it happen. At yeah, least. but he was they, making it. He was they, making something. When happen. he got injured and they and Peterman got another shot and started another game was ass again. That should have been it. That should have been it. It was the it, game against Houston where he came in and threw a touchdown and we were like, "Holy crap, Nathan Peterman!" Then he threw two interceptions. Exactly. That should have been it. That right should have been it. That should have been it. They should have gotten Barkley or Cap or anybody, anybody. How the hell? I mean, Nathan Peterman is the poster boy for why hasn't. Anybody signed Kaepernick? Uh, I can make the argument about not Kaepernick and Bills Buffalo. 
because you don't want somebody coming in competing and ruining the confidence of your quarterback that you drafted in the top 10. Yeah, you just want to you just want to get a guy for the rest of the year, just warm body. I mean, not the rest of the year. What is Allen coming back? Somebody that can keep. Yeah, Allen, Allen's gonna. They just they just got rid of Peterman. Yeah. So you could kind of read the writing on the wall, thinking that like, okay, that probably means he's coming back pretty there soon. There was a chance that he was gonna come back this week. That's what I was that. hearing. Now there's Baker Mayfield saying he woke up feeling dangerous. That was great. <laughs> I, I love I, him I'm so falling, much. I'm falling in love with Baker Mayfield. I really I, am. I I, I'm, I'm glad I was wrong. I ordered the Pat McAfee sweater that woke up on Christmas feeling dangerous with <laughs> Baker Mayfield on the front. That's so good. It's beautiful. It's so excellent. But yeah, that, Not even a Cleveland fan. The Bills are such an anomaly. What a what a fascinating uh, when that's when they're when they're when it's all over with them like as far as like a bunch of people in the organization leaving all that shit like somebody should make a fucking documentary. It's God, so I want to know what the we, fuck was going on in there. If we could be a fly on the wall in the front office of the Buffalo Bills, right? I just want to see the Vontae Davis thing and Nathan yeah, Peterman and I just want to know Sean what McCoy the fuck. almost killing his girlfriend, but then not doing it, and Kelvin Benjamin not wanting to practice and. I just Ooh, want to know what the fuck is stuff. going on over there. It's so it's such a fascinating train wreck. It feels like there's no respect for the coaching staff or the front office. Speaking of that, that means ho- you should throw it out. Speaking of that, holy crap, are the Jets bad? Oh my god! They packed it in, dude. They, they did. They they, pa- they totally packed I, it in. I, I mentioned it a few minutes. They totally packed it in. Todd Bowles is getting fired. The only reason why he didn't get fired after this game is because they're gonna fire him. The minute they can at the end of the season. Oh yeah, it'll be as soon as as soon as week seventeen's over. Watch the headlines. Man, I'll feel real bad. Like he's trying to walk back into the locker room, and they're like, "Nope, Black Monday." They don't let him in. He won't there's, even there's know. Two, there's Black two Monday, guys. Yeah. Yeah. His first step will come. His first foot will get off the bus after their week seventeen game. Uh, oh like, man, are they gonna do? Are they gonna do him the Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> they're gonna give him the Bridgewater. Where he's getting on the plane, and they're like, "Uh, don't get on the plane. You don't need to come back with us. You don't need to come back." Go go to ESPN and commentate for them or something. I want to I want to do a thing where we predict all the coaches out of a job at the end of the season. We got to do that quickly. We have to do that like <laughs> we have to do that the <laughs> Monday of week sixteen. Right. Okay. It's, it's not going to be hard. I'm down to do that. That'll be fun. I think it'll be real easy. Uh, any other any other games you guys want to talk about before we close this out? Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the league. It's it's it arguable. No. With Adam Thielen. No. Inarguable. The same touchdowns. Thielen has two more yards, and they have the same reception count through nine games. And Thielen has to do it through twenty-five more targets. Yep, there it is. There's your stat that makes him better. Whatever, man. That, I mean that it's that might not e- that might not even be on Thielen. No, maybe that could, not. That could literally a hundred percent. You can't even base it off that because that was twenty-five extra targets could have just been when Kirk Cousins missed him. <laughs> right. And I thought I thought Kirk Cousins was the end all save all for the Vikings franchise and he was going to turn everything around and he was going to be the great fucking person that Whoever Minnesota said that? You did. No, I didn't. Kirk Cousins did. can't punch it in. I never said that. You that's did. that's Kirk Cousins' he's problem. He's clearly not his, he's clearly not completing 80% of his passes on in and that's on Kirk Cousins since he fucking has so much more offensive talent around. Him. I think I think you're I think you're just really mad that Kirk Cousins is making all of his money no matter what he does. 
Get your bag. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this is- <laughs> I, I, what I care is Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the league, and there's no arguing it. Right. That's what I care about. No, I'm, I'm a completely uncomfortable. What do you care about, Justin? I mean, I, because that's the only thing I fucking care yeah, about. No, I 100% agree. Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the NFL right now. Adam Thielen is a close second. Let me. I can't. I can't. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm sorry that the game script has been that they have to throw it to Adam Thielen more than Drew Brees has to throw it to Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's just that it's a sad unfortunate reality. At the end of the day, it makes you statistically worse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's a game script. I, if I could rate it, I would just throw it to Michael Thomas all the time because then you still complete eighty percent of your passes and score the same amount of points. But Interesting thing that I was thinking about while I was working 13 fucking hours today. Um, why isn't... Would it be really interesting if for wide receivers, if you have their stats, you add a little stat at the end that calculates their drops? What do you mean? Their drop passes. Isn't there a thing to count drop passes? No, but like part of their stat line. It's never part of their main stat line. Yeah, it just targets receptions. It's never like uncatchable passes or anything. Yeah, right. They don't in, in main stat lines. I think I they think nev- nobody. I ever think talks passes that because you, you could easily tell in tally passes that receivers drop and it's their fault. Just be part of the stat line. Yeah, because it, 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 the the whole twenty because the whole thing about Adam Thielen is okay. He's he's had twenty five more targets, but we don't know. We don't have hard data as to. Of those 25 extra targets, how many of them were missed throws? How many of them did Adam Thielen drop? How many of them did the defender bat it away? Like, I think, there I think isn't, like, that's what he's saying. He's a ratio saying, of drops as a receiver, I think, is incredibly important. Because you can have, like... Well, they, they track it, you just gotta look it up. Right, but it should be part of their main stat line because it's just as important. Because a it receiver like who can't hold on to the up. ball... Right, because a receiver that can't hold on to the ball is a receiver with issues. I think it's important you should want to you tell get, distinctions should about... That, should, it's this, a baseball step that should be followed in the NFL. That should right. Not, this isn't a fantasy show, but should it be an option on fantasy for receivers to be docked points if you drop a pass? No, because I don't want... to calculate and punch in? I don't yeah. want to be negative points for more of my players. <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it would be an interesting... Uh, it, means, it, would re- it would almost like really have to alter what receivers you... like put high up there because like Demarius Thomas would plummet like far Michael, far down the list Michael Thomas would be the number one receiver like he is I guess I, I know like all time Larry Fitzgerald has the best catch to drop ratio yeah it's insane yeah, yeah. He, he has magic hands there was one he's all, he's there was one the season repertoire, where he had like two drop passes he's, which he's, is dumb he's developing that repertoire that's really with, dumb uh, with like Rosen. when you really think about that like I'm pretty sure Demarius had like four in a game that year, and Larry Fitzgerald had two drops on the season. That was did you like notice last... that? Uh, did y'all notice that him and uh, Larry Fitz and Rosen's repertoire is kind of like really bonding on well, that? Yeah, now they're getting to each Rosen's other more. Rosen's getting first reps. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's it, it's, but it's gonna be great for the last little bit that Larry's there. That that's what one of the things that made me so happy with Rosen going to the Cardinals is like, man, he's got Larry Fitz for the 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 rest of his career. Like no, gonna have Christian Kirk once he gets acclimated to a pro style of football. I've yeah. always, I've always said this, but I can't. Nothing against Larry Fitzgerald. This is coming from my heart. I can't wait till he retires so I can get his jersey on sale. 
want to. I think I want a Larry Fitz jersey too. <laughs> I love him. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my Packers jerseys and then uh, jerseys I buy after that are gonna be jerseys from other. Is teams. Fitzgerald? Is Larry Fitzgerald the best player at his position to never win a Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. I don't think there's a fucking question. Do you think he's better than um? Uh, to yes. You think yeah. He's better than To. One hundred percent. Has before my time. Better than Randy Moss. Yeah. Yes. Better than Calvin Johnson. Yes. No. See that one's kind of rough. That's when it gets kind of close. I, Longevity, I don't know. yes. No, Longevity, because, yes. Because if you're the, the, you can you can make the the Barry Sanders argument that because if if he had if Calvin Johnson had played more he statistically would have been better than Fitzgerald. Blah blah blah. You can't, you can't calculate that properly. Exactly <laughs> because because Calvin Johnson retired and Fitz is still doing it. Fitz is legacy is better than Calvin Johnson. Raw talent maybe not, but legacy yes. Okay. All right, all right. Especially because Fitzgerald's had to do it with so many different quarterbacks. Yeah, that still does it. For the majority of Megatron's career, he had Matt Stafford. That's, always. That's too much of a like kind of hot take, and I don't have the data in front of me to be able to. What do you mean? No, I just mean like if Fitzgerald's the best player to never. Oh no, it's a, it's a real big hot take. I, I was just wondering because I don't know. I mean, I'm. It's tough because when you're thinking about, like, the good receivers that never won a Super Bowl, I mean, you're thinking, like, Chris Carter. You're thinking about, like, Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. And there's a lot of really, really good receivers that never won a Super Bowl, which is kind of strange. Aaron Donald. (laughs) Excuse me? He's, like, one of the best players we've ever seen, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. I don't care that he's just outside of his rookie contract. That is pretty crazy. Oh, um... How cool – I know we were talking about the Bills and then we got off topic. How cool was that play where the left tackle caught a touchdown? Dude, oh, I loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, get him, boy. As, as a man who, who loves the offensive line more than most positions in football, oh, man, was I happy. I love seeing big boys <laughs> score. Dude. I feel bad that he probably doesn't have a touchdown incentive clause in his contract. <laughs> right? I think we were talking – Speaking of offensive linemen – uh, now we're doing like rapid fire transitions. We were talking about like people being mic'd up uh, earlier on. Okay. Oh, and yes. Quentin, Quentin, Quentin oh Nelson God. being mic'd up. Did all of you see the part when he walked up to Anthony, uh, I think it's Cantanzaro, whatever the heck his name is, or Costanzo, and was like, hey man, I, I pushed you in the back to get you some more momentum. Is that okay? <laughs> and Costanzo was like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, good. He's like, oh, he, Quentin Nelson's like an awkward, like, toddler. He's so nice. And then he runs up to grab a pancake. And he's like, ah! And he screams on fucking every play. It's so good. Uh, I feel I feel, I feel, feel like with that statement, we might have learned the, the secret behind Notre Dame's offensive line is they all push each other. As yeah. soon as the play starts, that way they all have everybody's momentum it's, and you can't stop them. I believe it. Like, how, do you it. Stop, how do you stop the momentum of 2,000, a literal ton of men running at you? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like part of like him getting like he's like waiting to come out onto the field and there's like music playing in the background. And he's just like humming the music. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like this dude. And then like 
It's just so weird. Like he's on the sidelines. It's not talk. even the same music. It's just the NFL red zone. Yeah. Like the music from the red zone. He's he's on the sideline talking about like, man, I've been I've been picking him up pretty good, but I haven't really been like finishing him like like into the dirt. And then they immediately cut to a video of him literally like laying on top of like Ngakwe and then just putting his arms and legs out. <laughs> like just like like something you would do to like your like your younger brother. How you do just, it? It's just so funny. Quentin Nelson's like, literally, he's like a big, like, toddler that's just like, hey man, is it okay if I pushed you in the back? How great on? How great would it be if you if your job was just laying on top of other men? Corey, I love. Do it. you want to rephrase that? Nope. No. Nope. All right. Nope. And off that, Matt. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna lay on me now? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on you or lean on you, and uh, you tell me uh, how how are people listening to us right now? Oh, <gasps> I get to do it today. Laying on me. All right. Well, since you're laying on me, give me your phone. Lots of laying going on. All right, I gave you my phone. All right, so I need you to open up your phone. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm my phone is open. All right, I need no you like to... open it. Well, like take the... it apart. Well, yeah, if you got to, if you have to. Uh, maybe you need to put a new battery in. We're it inside like your working. phone. Maybe, yeah, we're inside there. You, to find us, you have to, you know, there's a few podcasts apps, podcast.com, podcast apps. I specifically just have the uh, the Apple Podcast app on my iPhone, and I go on there. If I open that up, man, you know what shows up? Oh, man, look, it's, it's, ne- yeah. it's last week's Football After Dark episode called NyQuil is a Pyramid Scheme. Yeah, right there. No, we're right there in your phone. That's how you're listening yeah, to Yeah, and it there. pops up right at the top if you hit that subscribe button when you go to us on your podcast app. And, 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 and maybe, maybe you like us, so you give us that thumbs up and you rate us five stars. Yeah, rate us whatever stars you think we, we, we deserve. And if you really, really like us and you want bonus content... You know what they should do, right, Justin? Yeah, you should, you should open up your browser. If it's not Google Chrome, you're kind of yeah. weird. But go on to uh, go to patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Oh, fuck, man. I sure did. You can go to F-A-D-P-O-D, patreon.com. You go on there. You can subscribe to us three different tiers. Matt, go ahead and detail those tiers out for us. All right. You are a fad pod fatty if you give us $1 a month. Thank you for anything that you want to contribute to what we do. Full disclosure, we might use the money to buy LeBron juice, but, you know, whatever. Or Jose. See, also, disclosure so far, because I like being transparent about this kind of stuff. We haven't done anything with the money we've received yet from our two patrons, but mainly because we're saving up, we're probably going to go get something with that. for like. Oh, production. yeah, no, no, the, the, the full actual disclosure is we want to save up for soundproofing, because we have a room. Uh, we need to get it painted and cleared out to have a dedicated recording space. So we have less studio audience and people walking and dogs barking when we're trying to record. Not that I, some people care about that, but we kind of care about that. So that's what like we're, our main goal is. But we might steps. also buy some LeBron juice. We want to be as professional as our sports broadcaster, Nathan Kuyper. True. Who you got a taste of tonight. At okay. the beginning of the episode, not tonight. Maybe you're listening to this. Without any game audio, I think I did okay. Yeah. All right. Um, now, if you like us more than that, maybe you want to become the super fatty. No, no, the big fatty is the $5 tier. Big fatty. Big fatty. Maybe you want to be a big fatty. Shout out to Tom. Tom our first Baranon. big fatty. That's your uh, username, I think. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, he's our, he's our first big fatty. Shout out to him. Big Niners fan. Probably feeling a little sad tonight, but Nick Mullins looks good, so that's Nick cool. Nick Mullins looks really good. He is the truth, my friend, and... uh. 
I'm proud of you. You guys are going to run a two QB system in the future. I love, I love, I love the, the thing at the, the NFL. We've got Sports Center on right now, and I love the thing at the, the top bar there. It just says Aaron Jones is very good at football. Correct. <laughs> anyway, I continue. Wish, I wish Mike McCarthy knew that. Mm-hmm. I, me too. So, yeah, our big fatties, like uh, Tom out there, he helps support what we do, and uh, we really love him. And if you love us even more than that, for some god-awful reason, and uh, you want to become the super fatty, $10 a month. Now, you may be like, $10 a month just for some shout-outs? What the hell is that all about? I did mention bonus content. We have a little thing I like to call the... uh, uh, Fad Pod Deep Cuts? Yes, which is basically a pre-show where, we, uh, where we're doing our sound check. So it, 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 the audio's a little shaky, but that's because I'm adjusting everybody's mics. But we talk about whatever bullshit we're going through for the week. <laughs> Sometimes some stuff that we're going to talk about in the show, stuff that's going on. It's a lot of fun. We usually get really goofy. And any time we want to record a bonus episode or bonus anything for the con- podcast... It'll go up as a deep cut. It'll go up as a deep cut. Including that or when uh, on the... Uh, when we when we want to when because we're not a fantasy show even though we have one episode of the fantasy podcast yeah we dropped that real quick didn't fit we might do a, a La Liga wrap up bonus for a deep cut yeah you that, will and you, uh, also I'm going you to, will want to listen to what has happened this season you I, I keep I keep teasing this but probably and now now that I'm thinking about it probably right before the Super Bowl this year happens I'm going to throw up our first ever recorded thing about last year's Super Bowl. All that bonus content can be yours if you want to be a super fatty and help support what we do here because we do this for you. Because we love you. We really do. And actually, and I know I make a joke every now and again, oh, five people. Our viewer numbers are actually increasing. There's more people subscribing. Like, we're actually like, it's not like a big audience, but we have people that like us. Okay, I'm glad that people like us. I appreciate all who listen. Well, I mean, the fact that me. all five, all four of us are <laughs> subscribed and we all pay ten dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a lie. I'm what what so a bunch yeah, of fraudulent bullies give big, Patreon some money? Yeah. Oh, and and, and like I said, uh, like our super fatty, our probably number one fan, Angrius. <laughs> Shout outs to you, man. You've been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, I appreciate you. He listened you. to our most recent deep cut three times because he said it was so funny. Well, because you're hilarious, Matt. That's why. If you if you need no other reason to give us $10 a month, which is asinine to think that you would give us $10 a month, if you have no other reason, literally give us $10 and just go back to last week's deep cuts and listen to Matt's story about getting lost in Cleveland with his your sister and my future brother-in-law and 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 her boyfriend it is and then just and then just don't be a patriot anymore just listen it is so funny like oh it's so good it's such a good story i don't really think it's asinine to think that everybody should give us 250 each i think it's less asinine that i think everybody should just give me a dollar (laughs) (laughs) everybody should just give me a dollar like what's your i wouldn't have to worry about anything (laughs) yeah just we'll put your we'll have the patreon of the patrons and then we'll put your venmo my uh my zell is cory c-o-r-e-y b-c-29 at gmail.com that's my zell which is basically the same thing as uh, Venmo, except it's connected straight to my bank account. 
There you go. There you have it, boys. Give Corey one dollar. And with that, no, no, well. What oh, about we if something? they want to follow us on regular social media? Oh, yeah, we have a regular social media account. You can go on your fucking handy-dandy little Twitter app, the best place to social media right now. Facebook's a fucking train wreck. You can go on there, get that search bar, type in F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Oh, God damn it, I fucking did, didn't I? And then you go, did you hit that sidebar, follow button? Sidebar, the Facebook, we post our fad pod pics every week. I'm about to get to that. <laughs> sometimes you open up your Facebook sometimes app, we do. Sometimes I don't remember to do that. Yeah, then you open yeah, up your train wreck Facebook app, calculate. right? Yeah, I do. You open up that train wreck Facebook app because Facebook's a train wreck right now. But you go on there anyway and you add FADPOD or search Football After Dark. We do show up. The first thing that shows up when you type Football After Dark. Wow, we're the first well, thing? Yeah, because we're Football After Dark. And then you go on there. And then uh, you could you could like us there. You can follow us there. Uh, we do our fat pod picks there every week. We only do it on Facebook. We don't post that stuff on Twitter. Probably usually because it's too long form. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been doing pretty good. Corey is winning so far in our fat pod picks. Damn right. I made some good picks this week. I, I went. I was... Terrible. I knew the Browns were going to win. I had some bad games. I knew the Browns were going to win because they were twelve and three all time against Atlanta. I missed. I missed three, four games. Uh, one of them I, I did pick for the Forty ers tonight because if I was going to be wrong on my money, at least I'd be right on my predictions. <laughs> you have moral victories. I get it. I, I think I like... lost seven total games. Yikes, dog! It's a big yikes for me. That's a big yikes. But yeah, follow us on the social medias. We're fun. You can follow our personal accounts too on Twitter. Uh, mine is at the Jusby, J U S B Y. Matt's is at It's a Me Lefty. It's a Me Lefty. Kuiper's is the real Nate Kuiper. And then Corey's is Corey on Sports. All of them, all of the social media stuff will be in the description of this podcast. You just scroll down, you'll you'll see it. As it always is. It always is every week. We're going to close out the show. After that, I hope you uh, hope you guys were fulfilled. We spent a lot of time talking about some weird stuff this week, but I think we had a good time. We oh, had a lot of fun. Are we nearing uh, the midlife crisis of football after dark? Mid-season <laughs> crisis? Well, no, ep- no, midlife. Is this our Andy Reid slump? Mid- uh, no, midlife. We're... Episode 30. Got to get the midlife crisis episode. Oh, okay, yeah. We're getting there. We're, we're all... like halfway there. What episode is it? Well, no, we're over halfway. What we're episode? well over halfway. Yeah, what episode number is this? This is gonna is this is gonna be twenty six or something, right? Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Twenty six. We're in the we upper twenties. We forgot 20s. to celebrate episode twenty, so we have to. We celebrate did celebrate episode, episode twenty. We didn't. Read I it. spent a lot of time talking about like some sentimental bullshit on episode twenty. Did you? Yeah, I closed I out the show talking about how much I appreciate. Yeah, it was like no one paid attention to you. Yeah, man, I I spent like Ryan, a host of this show. Yeah. Don't remember. Oh, man, Ryan, the host of this show. Fuck. Fuck. Give me. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, you know, this is this has been Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan, and Jeremiah. Ezekiel. What were our names? <laughs> Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Bartholomew, and uh, somebody else. <laughs> and we love you so much. Thrice kicked, but never knocked out. Ah!